Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be addressing a myth um, that highly sensitive people don't like sex. Nothing could be further from the truth, and I will get into that as soon as I tell you to subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was There is No Way to Be a Loving Husband Without Doing Chores. So if uh, you think that sounds interesting, there is that, plus another 110 or so episodes, maybe more by the time you hear this, and um, that are only subscriber uh, paid episodes that you will have access to if you subscribe. So you should definitely do that. Okay, so um, in my Facebook group at some point, somebody said something about highly sensitive women not liking sex. Now, that is not true at all. And if there is anything that I said to indicate that I think that, I do not think that. Um, My first podcast episode ever was about 10 ways to make your highly sensitive woman want sex a lot more, wife wants sex a lot more. This is because of a key issue. If you are bad at sex, then your highly sensitive wife is going to feel worse about it than the average person. Also, if you are better at sex, she's going to like it more than the average person. So what do I mean? Well, um, okay, first of all, there's obviously no good or bad at sex. I mean... There's probably good and bad at sex, but you you know what I mean. Like there's sex is is uh, very unique and subjective, and some people could think a guy's good or a woman's good, and some people think that same person is bad. But what I meant more is highly sensitive people are highly sensitive. That means that they don't hate sensation. They love sensation, but it has to be what they consider the right sensation. So they're very picky. They're very picky. They're more picky than the average person. So if you are somebody with like a sexual uh, erotic blueprint and you just like penetration and it has to be like very quick with no foreplay, then the highly sensitive person is probably not going to be the person for you because too much sensation overwhelms them and without adequate buildup, that's going to be overwhelming, you know, and that's going to be painful. So for highly sensitive people, um, a sense that they don't like, like a sensory experience that they don't like turns into pain quicker than for the average person. That's actually one of the highly sensitive person quiz items is are you very sensitive to pain? So it can turn very painful. So a highly sensitive woman, if you grab her boobs out of nowhere, may yelp and say, ow, you know, whereas a non-highly sensitive woman will just be like, ugh, like kind of go away. But they won't feel that same like jerk of pain, you know. So, but on the other side, somebody who can feel a lot can feel a lot. So obviously that could be a really good thing because they feel more. I mean, that's like the definition of a highly sensitive person. Isn't like a highly irritable person. If what you think of as a highly sensitive person is a woman who keeps saying, go away, go away. I need to be alone in in a room to decompress. That's probably a depressed person or an anxious person, a highly sensitive person. Yeah, sometimes they need to decompress or get time away, but they're also happy. Like being a highly sensitive person doesn't mean you're depressed. Being a highly sensitive person does not mean that you're anxious. It it means that if something happens to you, you become more depressed or anxious than a non-highly sensitive person. So the way, for example, that borderline personality disorder happens is you get a sensitive kid in a very invalidating, abusive, or neglectful home. And so that sensitive temperament coupled with the abuse or neglect leads to higher rates of borderline personality than if a non-highly sensitive kid is in that same home. 
So they are not as resilient in certain ways, you know. So if something bad happens, so they may feel grief for longer. I'm not saying they're not resilient ever, like they don't bounce back. Of course they do. But they just have a longer timeline on bouncing back because they feel more deeply. They're like, heavy, they're like people who have one less layer of skin. So a lot of men's predominant, uh, not predominant, primary, that's also not the right word. There's some word with a P. I don't fucking know. Um, there's many men's best sexual experience is with highly sensitive women, right? Because A, many men's best sexual experience was with women with borderline personality. That's like actually a thing. But um, because, and you want to know why, I mean, what the hell? I'm here, right? Why don't I tell you? So the reason that people with borderline personality are tend to be thought of as so good and bad is they are very good at knowing what somebody wants and they're highly sensitive people. So it's kind of like my article about uh, people who are really good at giving gifts or um, getting hints. Like people that are really good at giving and receiving hints get very mad at people who are not good at understanding hints. And I talk about how um, the people who are good at understanding hints are the people who had to listen to the footfall of their their parents on the stairs to know if it's going to be a good day or a bad day. Is dad drunk or not? Is mom going to yell at us or not? So if you grew up in a dysfunctional family where you have to be constantly hypervigilant to your parents' expressions and tones because you have to figure out if it's going to be a good day or a bad day, then you turn into somebody who understands that, you know, like every facial expression on a man in bed and what that means that he likes or doesn't like. So you can become the ultimate sexual partner, you know, and that's not necessarily a good thing for that woman with borderline personality, but it could be a good thing for the partner. In the short term. So it, it is in fact accurate that people who become hypervigilant for their parents' uh, dysfunction and potential abuse and potential yelling and drunk and screaming and hysteria and whatever, those people are good at reading people. They really are. And what's a very good thing that reading people can help with? Sexual performance because you know exactly what they want. And so that is, if you've ever wanted to know why, quote, crazy, unquote, people are so good in bed, it's because that same thing that you're calling crazy is likely symptomatic of personality disorder with its ideology in a dysfunctional family where the person had to learn how to basically predict the future from small observations in their caregivers, of their caregivers. So, you know, kind of... uh, really a buzzkill there when you go back and you think about your various experiences (laughs) to think where they may have been situated and and how they could have originated. But on the positive, you know, not everybody is going to be somebody with borderline personality, right? Because those rates are extremely low, just as I always say with narcissism. Rates of actual narcissistic personality disorder are very low. So it's, uh, you know, on trend to call everybody and their mother a narcissist, but it's not accurate. And even lower rates for borderline personality, I believe or at least commensurate. So the the point here is is that a highly sensitive person can be an excellent sexual partner because they're very very sensitive, they're very observant, they're very perceptive and they understand then what you feel. They're very good at empathizing so they can really get into your mind and figure out what you like and what you don't like. 
But the other point is that they're going to be very responsive to you not being that way. So if you are not particularly perceptive and observant about what they like and what they don't like, then they may get very frustrated. So people can have wonderful sexual experiences with highly sensitive people in the honeymoon stage when the highly sensitive person is the one that's kind of carrying the sex life. And they are the one who's uh, figuring out what you like and what you don't like in any given moment and looking and assessing at, at how you're responding. But when they go into the disillusionment stage and they don't feel like doing that anymore, then often the sex life goes to shit because it's all riding on you and that you have disappointed them. So I'm talking about the more typical pairing of a highly sensitive person with a non-highly sensitive person. And of course, as we've discussed ad infinitum, then the highly sensitive person in the disillusionment frequently gets disappointed and the non-highly sensitive person thinks that they're not deep enough, that they don't have any inner world. And I call this pairing... um, the annoyingly satisfied husband and the wife who wants more uh, couples you meet in counseling number four I have a podcast I have a post and uh, that is the post that people reach out the most uh, to get therapy because of they'll say oh my god that's just like me and my spouse and um, I didn't know anybody else was like us and meanwhile so many people are it's basically a highly sensitive woman partnered with a highly not sensitive man and she used to be very very on top of kind of keeping both the sex life and the romantic life and every part of the life moving and um, aware of what he wanted and needed at any given moment. And then at some point, um, she was like, hold up, nobody's doing this for me. And it's not like he didn't want to do it for her. He just like isn't able to do it for her because he's not a highly sensitive person. So if they're in bed and she looks off into the distance, he doesn't think, oh, she's bored. I'll try something else in the way that she would think it if it happened on his end. Instead, he's like in his own world. He's just kind of he's he's not like observing everything like under a searchlight like the way that she does. So then she ends up thinking that he's like not sensitive enough and he's not responsive enough and possibly he's even purposefully ignoring her needs, which isn't true and um, generally isn't true. And then, um, you know, everything devolves from there. So. If you have a highly sensitive wife, I mean, obviously, my very first podcast, and I have a post about it, is about 10 ways to make your highly sensitive wife want sex a lot more. And a lot of them are based on making the sensual environment a lot better. So making it warmer in the house, letting her be under the covers, turning the light off, to a lot of foreplay, stroking gently, not doing anything that hurts before or is intense before she's aroused. So the same highly sensitive woman that seems like she's like a prude at the beginning could be like you know your best sexual experience ever once she gets warmed up but a lot of guys don't understand the level of warm-up that's needed because a lot of guys think foreplay is five minutes of like going down on you and as I discuss in the oral sex on women podcast that you ought to subscribe to listen to don't go down on a woman as foreplay I mean I just have to say that frequently so that everybody understands going down on a woman is not foreplay especially not with a highly sensitive woman because you're touching her genitals she needs a lot of foreplay before that that's a main sexual event that is what we're building up to and then intercourse can come after that or, or however you do it but the point is that highly sensitive women do not not like sex that isn't a thing like that is isn't um, reality, but they are much more sensitive to 
bad sex, what they consider bad sex, which is frequently somebody not paying enough attention. So it's when somebody goes into their own world, when they're just doing the porn montage, when they're going from this to this to this to this, and not like checking back like with the woman. And I never mean the checking back like, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you like this? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Never do that. Like so many guys do that, the interrogation, the midstream interrogative, don't do that. Women hate that. Um, If she's not okay, she'll tell you. But I mean, the other thing is to just kind of stay attuned more and understand that if you pay more attention to this woman, then she could deliver like a very intense sexual experience and and have one herself. She's not just a delivery vehicle. And it, it could be far above you know, what, what you imagine her her potential is because you may not have been taking the time to really realize that she needs, like, all of this, you know, mental, which is, like, the uh, talking and the being close and the compliments and all that. So that's mental foreplay. And then physical foreplay. And if you rush through either of those, then with a highly sensitive person, they're definitely going to look like somebody. They're going to approximate somebody who hates sex, but that isn't, that isn't real. You know, and it's also why things are so different in the honeymoon stage, even more so for highly sensitive women, because they were so sensitive to those in love hormones. They're sensitive to everything, you know, so they they were so drunk on those new love hormones more than non-highly sensitive people even, uh, much more because they feel everything more. And so they were so in love with you that it was like life changing and transformational. They probably were in tears about how much they were in love with you. And then when that goes away, it's an even bigger, you know, descent, you know, back to normal. And so if they don't have any education about honeymoon stage and what that is, then they may blame it on you, you know, that you must have done something insensitive and what the fuck you do insensitive shit all the time. So it's not like they they don't have anything to to call on as an example. They certainly do. But it's not really that. It's because they're so highly sensitive that in the beginning they were this like huge engine and motivator and feeler they were like the whole feeling system of the relationship and then when they go into disillusionment stage it could be a a massive change even more so than for non-highly sensitive people so i hope that you leave this not disillusioned but wanting to explore the full vast potential of your highly sensitive partner because they can be the best sexual partners because they're so perceptive and because they're so observant and because they feel so much you want somebody that feels a lot right I mean you don't want somebody who feels nothing so you definitely want somebody who feels a lot but you got to be careful with what you have there's obviously as with everything say it with me there's no free lunch all right guys hope you found this useful and I'll talk to y'all soon bye-bye